Hey there, I'm Emlyn Miles Mattingly, your host for the Minority Money Podcast. I'm glad you're here. You know why? Because this is the place you can come to get your weekly finance, family, and fitness motivation, not only to experience success in those areas for yourself, but also to help others in our community achieve greatness too. Super happy that you're on the show with me. So let's jump right in. Welcome to the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly, founder and president of Gen Next Wealth, a fee-only financial planning and investment firm. We're finishing up our series. This is the last episode in our series that we started in January. So January was dedicated to health and fitness. February was dedicated to education. March was dedicated to finance. And April, as you already know, or if you didn't know, has been dedicated to family. And we're going to finish this one up. This is going to be a solo episode, just myself talking to you today. And once again, I just want to thank all of the listeners for your continued support during this time of the world pandemic that's going on. And I just pray that everybody is still continually staying safe. And with that, I wanted to have this episode because it's so important about life insurance. And the reason why I wanted to have this episode about life insurance is because I get questions about this all the time. So there's questions that I get from people about what kind of insurance they should have, how much they should have, the different types of insurance they have, how much they should buy. And all these questions that I receive from friends, family, and from people that are listening to the show. So I wanted to be able to come to you and give you an unbiased opinion about life insurance. I say unbiased, but I do have some bias. I want to give you some background about myself. I got my life insurance license back in 2005, I believe it was. Sold life insurance for a very, very long time, very well versed in it. When I started my fee-only firm, I stopped selling life insurance. So I do not sell life insurance at this point in time. And this is why I think I can give you some objective information about life insurance. So this episode is going to be life insurance 101. Like I said, this has been something a long time coming. I've been excited about this because I genuinely love insurance. I think what it does is incredible and how it can change your family or change the needs of your family. I just want to start out with a story of my own personal experience with life insurance. And so I'll tell you this, many of the listeners may know already, my mom passed away when I was 20 years old. This is a while back, so it's 2002 when my mom passed away. And she passed away from a drug overdose. Now, that's a whole nother episode. We have Mother's Day coming up here pretty soon. And my mom actually did pass away on Mother's Day. So Mother's Day is always a tough day for me. I ask for all of you to keep me in your thoughts and prayers on this Mother's Day when it comes up. But what I wanted to say was she had life insurance. She had some things that she was dealing with, but she did have a life insurance policy. And so At the age of 20, I was able to see life insurance in action. A lot of people never think that those premiums are ever going to come up to anything. And hopefully, most of the time, you don't want anything to come from those premiums. But in our case, where my mom did pass away, I actually was able to receive some money from her life insurance policy, make sure that we took care of her burial and take care of her headstone and all that. We didn't have to do car washes or anything. So that was my first experience with an actual life insurance policy. And it was my mom who made me the beneficiary of her life insurance policy. So I had to take care of all of her last wishes, if you will. It made a tremendous impact in my life, so much so that three years later, I ended up getting my life insurance license. Now, through my experience with life insurance, I did start working with a multi-level marketing company by the name of Primerica back in, I want to say it was 2002. 
2002 was when I started at Primerica. And I didn't understand the importance of it. You know, life insurance is one of those things that you always want to have it. You rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. And so here we have the stuff going on with my mom and I'm in the middle of needing this life insurance and seeing how important it is at a very young age. So it made a big impact on me. So to get right into it, what life insurance is, life insurance is a contract between the insurer, that's the company, and the policyholder in which the insurer guarantees a payment at the death of two, the named beneficiaries, when the insured dies. So what the insurance company does is they have a promise to pay in exchange for the premiums that you pay. Now, we understand how car insurance works. This is very, very similar, but you might not ever get into an accident. There is a guarantee that you will end up passing away. So at some point in time, you're going to need to take advantage of this life insurance policy that you have. So who should buy life insurance, right? That's the question. Everybody always says, who should buy it? You know, I hear a lot of people say that, you know, if you're single, you don't need life insurance unless you have a family. That's the only reason you need life insurance. And I say, if you have a pulse, you need life insurance. This is just the way that I look at it. And I'll talk to you a little bit about it as we get into this. But the reason who should buy life insurance, if you owe someone or you love someone, you need to have life insurance. Hands down, bar none, you got to have it. And the reason why is because one, if you love someone, right? Let's talk families. This episode is about family. So let's talk about that. So you have, you know, myself, I'm married, kids, wife. If something was to happen to me, we need to make sure that my income is going to be replaced. One question that I used to always get is, you know, or, or I'd hear people say like, you know, if I die, I don't want my wife to go get married and, you know, run off with someone else with all the life insurance money. And I said, you're dead. So it really won't matter. But the real fact of the matter is, is I ask clients this question when they say stuff like that. I say, so do you want your wife or your spouse? Because it's not always men that are the breadwinners. Like, let's be real with ourselves. Women have been out earning men in a lot of households. So this could be flipped where we have the woman pass away and the man was the one staying at home or the man was the one taking care of the children or what have you in whatever situation you have. But you don't want to compound the financial burden along with the death of someone that you love. So that's where I think the life insurance makes a lot of sense, especially in a family, because now if someone's making you know $50,000 a year and they pass away, not only are they gone, but the money that they used to make is gone as well. So that is going to help with being able to continue the financial obligations that your family will have after you leave. So there's also funeral expenses. So everyone that is going to pass away, if you're going to have a funeral, it's going to cost you some money. You know, you want to make sure that you have all of those final expenses paid for. And if you have a loan, let's talk about a loan. So if you have some type of loan, maybe it's a mortgage loan. And if you pass away, you want your mortgage to be paid off. That's a very, very common thing. So I would say definitely if you have family, if you have young kids, you have a spouse, you have some type of debt that you need to pay if you were to pass away. Those are all reasons people should buy life insurance. Now, the type of life insurance is, is where I think people get a little confused. And so let's talk a little bit about the type of insurances. And I'm not going to go into all of the different types, but I'm just going to break it down to two different types. We have term life insurance, and then we have permanent life insurance. So as it goes for term, term is just that. It's going to cover you for a term in time. You'll have a 10-year term. You can have a 20-year term. You can have a 30-year term. There may be some longer terms available, but those are the most common the 10, 20, and 30-year term. Now, what happens with the term life insurance policy? And this is exactly how a term life insurance policy works. 
what happens is you pay your premium and I'll just be real candid with you about what I have. I pay a little less than $40 a month right now. I'm 38 years old and I have a million dollar term life insurance policy on myself. That was enough insurance at the time when I got that insurance policy. I picked that policy up maybe four years ago. I got this policy. And at that time, it was before I was married. We didn't have the two new children. And that was the appropriate amount, the million dollars at that time. And that's a term policy. So when I purchased it, I purchased a 20-year term, meaning that I have 16 years left on this term. Now, when you have a term policy, typically your premiums are going to stay the same. So I pay a little less than $40 a month, and I'll pay that for the next 16 years while this term policy is in place. Now, some people have 10-year terms. I like the 10-year terms, especially when I'm working with business owners. If you have like a buy-sell agreement, let's say you have some type of buy-sell, you're in business with your friend, you guys own a smoothie shop and you guys are putting out about $500,000 worth of revenue and one of the partners passes away, we need to take care of their end of their responsibility for the business. And so what happens is that $500,000 policy that you got on that person would pay for their portion of the business and buy them out. Now you wouldn't have to go to work with one of their spouses. But back to the term policy. So when you have term insurance, it is not going to last you for the rest of your life. It is only going to last you for that moment in time. The most popular one that I sold when I was selling life insurance was a 20-year term. The reason why I like 20-year terms, I like 30-year terms as well, but I really love the 20-year term. The price point was good, especially for young families coming in. They would be able to get that insurance for those 20 years locked in. And typically, you know, when you're paying less than 40 bucks for something, you're going to keep it. Now, the issue that you have with term is that what happens after the term runs out? After those 20 years, Emlyn, I mean, it sounds great now, but what happens after those 20 years are up? So we talk about what you can do with those term policies. There's also another type of insurance, and it's called permanent insurance. Now, when you go through permanent insurance, you're going to have whole life insurance, you got universal life insurance, you got variable universal life insurance, you have indexed universal life insurance. And I'm not going to get into all those. I'm just going to break it down to make it really simple between permanent and term insurance. Now, permanent insurance, you're saying, okay, what is the difference? That means that it's permanent. It's going to last you for the rest of your life. Now, I do like permanent insurance at certain points in time, but I'd say 90% of people can get away with having a term policy for a long time. Until you're getting closer to older in age, this is when looking at a term policy or looking at a permanent policy would make more sense. Now, on my life insurance policy that I have, this is a feature that you may want to look into. I have a convertibility feature on my term life insurance policy. And I think that that is the best thing to do because it protects your insurability. Now, what do I mean by insurability? Insurance companies are typically when you do a life insurance application, they're going to do some background medical questions on you. So they're going to want to know, do you have high blood pressure? Do you have diabetes? Do you have any medical issues in your background that are going to lead to your life being shorter than normal? After you go through all those, the insurability thing, now you have this insurance policy. You pass insurability. They're going to give you a health rating anywhere from standard, which is like below normal a preferred rate or a super preferred, or there's all kinds of ratings, but typically you'd want to have a preferred rating and you'd hope you get a preferred rating. If you're healthy, you should have a preferred rating. If you're not and you get a standard rating, then that is okay. But 
what you want to be able to do is check the insurance policy that you have to see if it has a convertibility feature. Convertibility means that you can convert that life insurance policy into a permanent policy without having evidence of insurability again. I'll say that one more time just so you can catch that. So if you have a term life insurance policy with a convertibility feature in it, it means that you can change that life insurance policy from a term policy into a permanent policy without having to prove your insurability. Now, in the insurability, like I said before, is basically your medical background. Now, all of us know that as we get older, we get less healthy. It's just the way that the humans work. So why is it so important for you to protect that insurability? The reason why is because when you're protecting that insurability, if something happens to you, like right now with my policy, as long as I'm paying the premiums on my policy, if I ever contracted some type of disease, let's just say someone, I don't want to wish bad things on myself, but someone had an insurance policy and they contracted cancer. When you get cancer, that kicks you out of being insurable for at least 10 years. And in that 10-year period, a lot of things can happen. The cancer could be worse, it could get better, or it could be any other type of disease that could deteriorate your health. And if you don't have an insurance policy, then you're not going to be able to get insured for at least those 10 years. So when people say that not everyone needs insurance, I say, well, why wouldn't you need insurance? Especially if you can get it for as inexpensive as less than 50 bucks a month for a term policy. And we're not even talking about the dollar amount at this point. And I'm saying like the face amount. So There's some terms that you'd probably want to know. Face amount is going to be the amount of the policy. So my face amount of my life insurance policy is going to be $1 million. The death benefit amount of the policy is also can be interchangeable with that one. But the death benefit, meaning the benefit that the family would receive if something happened to me would be the $1 million as well. And so that worked for us. The reason why I'm spending so much time talking about permanent insurance and the convertibility features is because there's a lot of people out here that talk about insurance as a savings vehicle. And for me, trying to stay calm here, because that just boils my blood. When people are out there trying to sell life insurance products as a savings vehicle to help get tax breaks or tax relief, most people aren't in a situation where they're going to need a life insurance policy to save money above and beyond what they're saving in their retirement accounts if they have retirement accounts. The thing that people are talking about is they talk about, you know, you can take this money out of your life insurance policy and you can borrow against it and you can use it anytime you want. The only problem with that is when you have a cash value inside of your life insurance policy, once you dip into that cash value, it changes all the numbers that you were quoted. And typically, the illustrations that the agents will show you, and I'm just being candid as I can be with you right now, and I hope that this isn't too information dense, but a lot of the illustrations that you're going to get from life insurance agents that are going to show these high cash values inside of your life insurance policies are just really inflated numbers. The reason why permanent insurance costs so much more is because it has some underlying investments in it, but it also has some administrative expenses and fees that are inside of the policy that take away from the cash value. So I just want people to really understand that when you do the numbers for how much insurance you need, and we're going to get to that right now, but when you're doing the numbers for how much insurance you actually need, you have to be very careful with taking less than what you need because Life happens, especially for young families, and most of the listeners are in that age group that I'm talking about. But most of the time, as you get a little older, like I'm in my 30s now, so people that are in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 
if you're buying an insurance policy in your 30s, you're probably going to need to get more insurance as you get older. You're going to make more money, meaning that you're going to have more incomes to replace from your insurance policy. You're probably going to have a few more kids. We had two. You're probably going to have some other things. Maybe you get a bigger house now because now there's more people that are going to be there. So your life insurance policy is probably going to be more than what it is. Like you're probably going to increase it. And we're actually in the middle of increasing another million dollars to our life insurance policy. Now you're in need of it. Things have changed. It's been three years and here we are again. We went from two kids to four kids. And if we're going to take care of our family in the event of our untimely deaths, we're going to need more insurance so that we can maintain the current lifestyle that we have right now, whether it's myself or my wife, we both need to get more insurance. And so protecting your insurability, this is why I say when you're young, you're in your 20s, you may not have any family, you may not be married yet, you may not have any kids, you may have no one depending on your income. However, if you can find an insurance policy for less than 30 bucks, 20, 30 bucks, when I bought my first insurance policy, I think I bought it when I was 20, and I bought that policy for like $16 a month. It was like $250,000, maybe 500. I can't remember exactly what it was, either 250 or 500. And I didn't have anyone that was depending on me. However, while I had that policy, if it's a 10-year, 20-year, 30-year term, while I had that policy, I had protected my insurability as long as I could make a conversion to a permanent policy. So I always recommend that younger people get insurance. Not everybody feels the same way about it, but I'm very passionate about it because I've seen life insurance in action. After you've seen someone receive a death claim, in my case, it was my mom, it changes the way that you look at the importance of the policy. It's similar to when you get a car accident, right? You come outside, either you've been into a car accident or someone's broken into your car and the relief that you have knowing that financially you are not going to be set back because you have insurance, even much more so when it's someone dies and now you need to pay for other things and it just makes life so much easier. So how much life insurance do you need? I have a great resource that I'd like to share with you. It's called lifehappens.org. On lifehappens.org, this is a company that you can play around in there and you can put how much money you make. You can put if you want to pay for your kids to go to college, you can put the last several different questions that they have in figuring out how much you need. Like there's a life insurance calculator on there. Typically, what people will say is you need 10 times your annual salary. So if 10 times your annual salary, if you're making $50,000, we do the math, that's $500,000. That's just to replace your income right? Because what happens when someone passes away is they get a life insurance benefit tax-free from the policy. So now what you've been able to do is with that, so we'll take those numbers again. Let's add these up real quick. Someone makes $50,000 a year. They need to help their family for the 10 years after they pass away. So that would be $500,000 right there. Now, if someone has a mortgage, let's just say they have a $250,000 mortgage. Do you want the mortgage paid off when you die? Most people are going to say yes. So now we're at $750,000. Do you want to help your kids pay for college? Now, typically what happens here is we have spouses, they have children, and maybe they don't want to pay for college, or maybe they're going to help the kids pay for college when they get to college, but they don't have the money to do it now. So what we recommend is that you get that insurance and include that amount that you would like to have for your children in the event that something happens to you. Now, you could be saving money on a monthly basis, but if you pass away before you can get to that goal, 
you would still want your kids to go to school. So you would add that in there. So you got two kids, let's just say what's going to cost, I don't know, we'll say $100,000 to go to school. I'm just making it, I say closer to 50, we'll say 50. So that's another hundred. We're at 850 now. If there's any other personal debts that you have, you know, you could see how you can get to a million really, really quick. And this is someone that's only making $50,000 a year. I know a lot of people make more money than that. And if you make a hundred, then that puts you at a million. And that's not including your mortgage and all the other things. The more money you make, the more debt obligations you may have because you can afford it. So that's how you come up to a number with your life insurance on how much you should get. And I think it's very important for us to understand that having that life insurance there is the best thing for your family. And this is how you can create tax-free income for your family. This is how you can turn pennies into dollars. Because I'm telling you right now, I've had my life insurance policy for three or four years. I can't remember the exact date. I paid less than $40 a month, which is nowhere near a million dollars. If something was to happen to me tomorrow, my family would get a check for a million dollars. And that gives me a great peace of mind. And so with that being said, I asked, what kind of peace of mind do you have in taking care of your family if something happens to you? If you don't have life insurance, please, please, you can reach out to a fee-only financial advisor. You can reach out to me directly and we can go through some of these things. But I feel like every person deserves to have life insurance. Every person deserves to have their family taken care of. Every person needs to have that peace of mind that if something happens, my family will be taken care of. And there's no better way to do that, financially speaking, than life insurance. It is the most tax efficient way to pass money on to a generation. And I feel like as we're talking about minority money and changing the complexion of wealth, you think about things that would have made a huge impact in your life if someone would have had, you know, after someone passed, then they would have been able to give you a large lump sum of money tax-free to take care of the things that you have. I think that the life insurance agent can become more important than your doctor, than your pastor, than a lot of people in your life. Because when someone passes away, they're not coming over to your house to bring you a pie. Pies are nice. Not coming over to bring you a cake. Cakes are nice. Not coming over to bring you food. Food's nice. When I was a life insurance agent, if I showed up at your house after someone in your family had passed away, I was coming to bring you money. I was coming to bring you a check and a big check. If you were my client, I was bringing you a big check. I couldn't bring the person back, but I could give you some financial peace of mind as we begin to put things back together. I want everyone to be able to have that financial peace of mind that if something happened to you, your family or the people you love would be taken care of. This is how we can change the complexion of wealth. I'm not saying this is the only way, but I'm saying it's a very, very integral part of your financial plan. Just wanted to take a few minutes here today and talk to you a little bit about life insurance. This is the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. Until next time. Another great showdown, but it doesn't have to stop there. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast app you're listening on now and give it a good rating, would you? If you feel really connected to the podcast, which I hope you do, find our Facebook community, Minority Money VIP, to support and be supported by others just like you. And again, we're glad to have you. While this podcast is meant to inspire and motivate you to live your best life, it can't be your complete one-stop shop. I know, I know, that really sucks. 
but I don't know anything about your specific situation. So please reach out to an attorney or CPA, or you can reach out to me, a financial planner, to help you with your specific situation. To get a hold of us, please reach us at fan at Minority Money Podcast. That's F-A-N at Minority Money Podcast, so we can get to know you there. Thanks for being here, and until next time, 